As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. You're listening to the Wild 7 Podcast Network. Listen different. In the words of Alex Rogers. Episode 46. It's a good life. If I'm paying attention. All right, come on. Come on, let's get you in. Let's dry you up. Let's wipe that mud off. I told you you're going to get dirty out there, <laughs> but you didn't listen. Well, it's all right. You're here just in time for us to cook you up and eat. Welcome back, my ferocious, fabulous, funny-ass friends. This is Alex Rogers, recording and reporting from a timeless zone in which your listening is the now. What's that, you say to yourself? How come he didn't elongate that word like now the way he often does with that excessive vocal fry at the end? Why didn't he do that? I'm used to a rhythm. And I don't care if I don't know rhythm. And sure as hell I can't dance to no rhythm. But I'm used to one. And I don't like it broken up. I don't like it! Not one goddamn bit! Well, I thought I would just switch it up today, folks, with that little thing. I was even uh, uh, listening to some older episodes in which I barely made a meal out of the word now. So we're going to keep it simple on this episode. Anyhow, folks, how y'all doing? Welcome back. Um... As you might guess by the tone of my voice, of course, I wouldn't, you know, you can never trust 
us artistic folk, we're all a little bit loopy and out of the out of this world. But uh, as of this moment, in this now, I am feeling a little more steady. Uh, last episode, aptly titled "Not Happy." <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm feeling a little less not happy. So I guess I'm a little closer to happy. I've been feeling a little bluesy this week. There definitely have been some moments. You know, yesterday, my friends, I've, I've been having some very early shifts at the store. And I don't necessarily mind early shifts because then you're done earlier and The hours I've been given is 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. Now, you know, 7 a.m. We're not talking about getting up at 7 a.m. We're not talking about having breakfast at 7 a.m. We're talking about arriving on time. Reporting for duty, sir and or ma'am. So that's, uh, you know, it's, it's a bit much sometimes. Other times I'm almost just kind of naturally ready for it. But yesterday morning at 7 a.m., I was just lugging around some heavy equipment, <laughs> and I was just feeling really rotten, and I felt like I had started to sort of, I don't know, a, a part of me was falling apart, and I had that brief temptation to say the words to myself, I thought, that there was more to life, I would have thought that at this point I'd be bop, 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 bop. Surely at this age, when I was a younger man, I thought I would have been doing sippity bopity poopity poop. And you know, all of those very unhelpful thoughts, they really, I mean, gosh, they're not good. Like, who the fuck cares? Right now, you're lugging around a bunch of cardboard boxes on a little uh, a little jack and, and bringing them over to a baler. And no, that's not where Nedard Stark got his head cut off. About four of you laughed at that. But it's a very... Um, it's a bit humbling to be doing work for the man... Uh, when the sun is barely uh, shown up. However, people have it worse off than I do. People start even earlier. And <clears throat> if really, at the end of the day, folks, it's not that bad. But I was conflating the moment with some kind of illusion that I ought to be somewhere else. And it could be that, in a general sense, there is somewhere else to be, but in a sort of down-the-road sense. When we're in the moment doing something, you know, shy of a, of a prison sentence, we're not really going to be any one place for far too long. But I know for me, I've just, I don't know, guys, I've been stressing out. I, it's, not that I'm, <laughs> it's not that I'm all, like, positive this week. I just don't feel quite as, like, in the dumps as I was but I have been having some really limited patience that has made me look quite foolish, I'll be quite honest. Just the other night, my phone started acting up just a little bit. It was having some hiccups, and even after the third reboot, it was still acting up, and I was just getting so frustrated with it. 
and my good friend Inca Rose, who does the music for this show. You all know her, certainly uh, audibly. You know who she is. And um, she gave me a very friendly reminder like, hey, you know, hey, try to... <laughs> Try to keep it cool. It's just a phone, and and it'll probably have a solution to it. And she's absolutely right. Um, I was so fucking frustrated. Folks, I'm like... <sighs> I'm a tall man. I shouldn't complain. That's a gift. I'm also a little bit of a, a, a cheap man, and I probably should be trying to find jeans somewhere else other than like Ross or some of these places, but it's not Ross's fault. They just didn't have jeans in my size. Okay, folks, they, they, there were waist sizes, but the length guys, I got long legs and none of them were in my size. None, not one. And I went to two separate locations. You can even hear the frustration in my voice right now. It's annoying. I don't like shopping around for clothes. I really don't folks. And you know why? Because I don't, clothes don't make sense on my body. I have a weird, long, lanky type, and I got to find things that, like, sometimes I do find pants that are technically my size, but they're, like, too billowy. I'm, like, a long and somewhat lanky dude, so it's, like, I don't know. Does anyone have any tips out there for finding affordable clothing that, like, is for tall blokes like me? I just, just maybe let me know. It got me so angry. And I called up my mom and started like grumbling to her about it. What is she going to do about that? Hundreds of miles away from me and, and to her adult son, who's looking at 40 down the barrel of time and, and complaining how he can't find pants that fits him. What is his mom going to do about that? And mom, if you're listening, I love you. And I'm sorry I called you in such a huff. It's such a silly fucking thing. I'm really just, uh, I'm, I'm feeling, if anything, this week, folks, a little bit bashful, a little bit embarrassed by some of my just, uh, it's like I can't keep an annoyed feeling to myself. I mean, as proven right here on this very show. But of course, this is my show. I get to I, I guess I get to complain and hopefully entertain however I see fit. But in my day-to-day life, I've been feeling like I've been burdening my friends and my mom with the complaints that I feel when I really could be sharing with them more or even just giving them some breathing space. The whole, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it could really come in handy into my life right now. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping this week I can be catching myself when I'm getting into those really fucking frustrated, I'm, like where I'm about to growl and just dare myself to take a few more breaths and to wait and not need to call someone and... and go on a diatribe about the evils of the world. I mean, it's so funny, folks. Like, I, I thought there was a, I felt like there was a plot against me. How, how narcissistic can you get? They don't have pants in my size. And it's not that a bunch of tall people got here before me and grabbed them all up. That, that would make even more sense. But no, there's a plot against me. Golly, golly, golly.
I, I when I get mad, I I sometimes feel so important. Do you all ever feel that way? You you feel so justified in your rage. How fucking dare you! You know, and you get to that you get to that sound where you're like, you sound like a drunk, angry maniac. Ugh, I do that a lot on the road, man. It's terrible. You'll see me leave the house. Hey, have a good one. I'm Mr. Positive. And then two streets later, what the fuck? fuck? Yeah. But I do like to keep it real here, folks. I'm getting a little bit tired of everyone abstaining from emotion. I don't know if I got into it last episode, but when you got one guy raving on the train and everybody agrees to just turn up their earbuds and turn a blind eye and not acknowledge it. I mean, look, I get it. That's a real life example that you kind of do have to show. Because what are you going to do? Tell the person to be quiet? That, that's, how, how's that going to go? And then when things get violent, where are you going to go? You're stuck on a train. But let's take the metaphor of that and let's say there's a different situation where someone else is doing something similar, putting a lot of toxins into the room. And the majority of everyone just simply agrees to ignore it. Now, I'm not saying I haven't done it myself, folks. There's a lot of times I regret saying nothing along with a room full of people saying nothing. And... Or even, (laughs) forget a whole room full. I've had moments where it's just two people in the room. Or one person saying something real fucking dumb, either to me or about someone else, and I just decided I better keep quiet. I don't want to engage. I guess that behavior has been... um, It's been very triggering for me. No, it's, it's been upsetting me. I don't like when I do it, and I don't like when I see others doing it. And someone can counter that and be like, well, then what are you going to do? Like what I said, it's like, well, what are you going to do? If you do acknowledge it, then what? Well, then what is this? I don't know. There's just, I feel, I feel like we can be speaking up more often. And hey, how about, let's go even simpler. Instead of like... Uh, Oh, fuck it. You know what? No. I was about to preach a bunch of things about how we ought to behave. And that's so fucking dumb. If I, I'm, if I listen to that back, I'm going to be like, oh, God, no. Um, but it is, I'll just observe the fact that um, it's not just in confrontation where we keep quiet. It's also in moments where we can be sweet to strangers that we keep quiet. And I'd like us to talk more often. You know, a little, hey, how you doing? A little, oh no, allow me, I, I got the door for you. And just, just some, some of that stuff. It's nice, it's nice. Um, but yeah, what else, my friends? Well, I'll, okay. I guess just to, to, to sort of collect these emotional ramblings right here. Um, doing a bit better, and I also feel a little silly, even like... 
I'm keeping it real, but I don't want it to suddenly make it sound like, okay, I hope be on your hands and knees, on your hands and knees. I was going to say pins and needles, but out came hands and knees. That's funny. Um, but you know, just, uh, everyone wait with bated breath to find out how I'm feeling next week. I, I'm not trying to make that at all, but it is amusing me in a sort of, again, very, I'm, I'm tomato red folks. When I think about how embarrassing it is that I'm talking about very existential me versus me. I mean, that's really what it is, guys. Honestly, all my problems right now, it's, it's, it's all me. Um, it's, nobody's actually hurting me actively right now. I, I'm keeping myself haunted with some memories that, let me keep it very real, I like to pepper up with some spices of negativity so that the production of my mind is in super HD and really uh, injures my soul. So that's honestly what's happening. And as such, I want to take responsibility over that and make sure I don't always use this platform as just an outpouring of, of that. Well, I mean, okay, no, the platform is one thing, but I mean my day-to-day life, folks. I, I, can't, I can't be letting life melt me down as easily as it's been doing recently. I don't know the road to that, but I do know one thing that is helping me out is a bit of perspective. And I don't read the news these days. I, I, it's all bad news. And sure enough, right now, Russia just invaded Ukraine. Yes, that's actually happening right now. And it feels very like, I don't know, Europe fighting with itself on this level, I feel like we haven't seen that in a minute. So it's quite like, whoa. And um, I'm not going to lie, Russia, Russia's scary, man. Not the, I, not the people. Hey, my Russian brothers and sisters, if you are listening to me, that'd be amazing. You know I'm not talking, If for every, every, by the way, it's not just, it's the world power. It's the power of Russia that scares me. It's also the power of the UK, the power of US America, the power of China, the power of any country that has presence. It's the, it's the governmental power part that really scares me. Um, so I'm just imagining when those powers go all right, let's go ahead and start actually using weapons and force to take shit. I mean, and don't get all like, yeah, yeah, like your country. I know, but we haven't done that inside our own country on a mass level. There hasn't been, no one's declared, no one in the U.S. has declared war on on California. Although, have they declared war? I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to leave all of you to get to the whole like political exactness of this. But, you know, I think it's safe to say that an underdog is being attacked by a superpower. And as such, I always kind of feel for the underdog. So I'm sending some heart and some some warmth, whatever that's worth, to the people in Ukraine. Because that's an actual scary situation that I have no experience with. I, uh, you know, a friend of mine, Bosnian refugee, and when he was a kid in the 90s, he went through a very scary experience. Talk about, like, your, your neighborhood being at war. 
So that's a, that's a, I, I understand it intellectually, but again, I'm embarrassed to say I have no real experience with that kind of strife. I've dealt with some crazy people on a psychological level, and I'm almost embarrassed to say that even the injuries in my life are pretty much all psychological and emotional. Now, I'm not going to take away the fact that those both can be extremely damaging. It's the wounds on the inside that you can't see. But they certainly show up. Yeah, I'm, I'm understanding as I ramble here that, you know, I have this lovely little freedom to sit in this silly little room here in DTLA. I'm elevated above a lot of madness right now. Earlier today, I saw this dude just raving, and he had six cops crowding him, and they were both aggressive and caring, depending on which one you were seeing. You know, and I'm I'm here, and I get to go do me and my feelings, me and my thoughts. So it's an all right existence. I'm surrounded by my wild seven folk. It's all quite good. You know, this is this is a good life if I paid attention. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Last night, I watched Prometheus again for the first time since I saw it, well... I guess about this point, a decade ago. It came out in 2012. We're in 2022. And um, you know what's funny is I, I, I had a lot of fun with it this time. When I first saw it, I was really, I, like the first half was so good, so promisingly brilliant. And then for me, it just fell apart in that last half. And, you know, this time when I saw it, it's not so much that it fell apart. It was very uneven. But... I enjoyed it. I had fun. And one of the big reasons I rewatched it is that I, that look of things is heavy on my mind. Um, being into Raised by Wolves, um, which is also, you know, Ridley Scott production. That's, that's a, uh, both Raised by Wolves and Prometheus, they have kind of this aesthetic that I dig. So I just wanted to really look at the visuals again. And, you know, Quite honestly, the whole look of Prometheus still just, it's great. My issues are just with, you know, some of the characters, especially, and I'm not the first to complain about this, but why the biology expert is beckoning and to, a, to a, an alien snake that he sees and, and is, is talking to it all like cute. And it's like, no, no one would do that. Why are you doing this? And then very deservedly and sillily gets killed. Um... Matter of fact, he has to deep throat that snake, so serves him right. Uh, <laughs> but um, it's, I don't even really care about the whole, is it a prequel to Alien? How much so? How loosely? How clearly? How confusedly? It's all good. I, it's, what I, the main reason I wanted to talk about Prometheus for a second right here is just the fact that it goes into that, when I was talking about licorice pizza and that, Paul Thomas Anderson episode where just how 
When I was a younger man, and I think quite honestly, thanks to a few uh, influences that I had with various teachers growing up, some of whom were quite hung up on when it's art that's bad, we condemn it. And when it's art that's good, we praise it. And when you're young, you just, you know, ugh, it's the tragedy of youth is that you just are such a fucking parrot a lot of the time. Up, oh, yeah, up. Oh. Theater elites, theater elites, ah, big ass opinions, even though none of us have made a movie, but we think we know everything we say, ah. Yeah, I, I, I was not into Prometheus at the time, but I also remember at the time having that kind of rage that you feel when some new addition is made to a to a I was gonna say a franchise, but then I wanted to cover it by saying, no, 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 it's a lore. And then I'm like, okay, look, it's also just a franchise. It's just, it's just, it is what it is. You may like the storytelling. They're also making money here, folks. So let's, you know, let's keep it real. Uh, but you know, I love, 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 love Alien. And and I also really, really like uh Aliens. So it's a uh it's dicey, all the movies thereafter. But Prometheus does have a very cool thing, uh, lots of cool things going for it. <clears throat> and again, not so much to get into the whole ins and outs of Prometheus. I, get it, I really bring this up to just say, I no longer need movies to be something for me. If they happen to be really cool, then I'm going to champion them. And if they're not that great, then I'm going to try to condemn them less. You know, an- another thing I, I, I tried to give, uh, you know, a couple friends have recommended this show Euphoria to me. And I gave the first episode its fair dues. And I couldn't believe that, that I'm saying this, but I, I found it very triggering. I just did. It was really upsetting. No, it, it, it was. I, for me, it brought up a lot of things. And you know what it really brings up? I, I look at, um, <laughs> I think I'm too old now to care about high school dramas. Like maybe when I become a parent, if and when I become a parent, uh, then I might take a bit more interest in shows like this and just kind of see like, okay, how, how can I really screw up my kid's life or how can I really guide them into like a pretty good future? Um, but at the moment, I'm just a little like, ugh, I don't even want to just, I don't care about your young drug problems and your young fitting in problems and your young trauma, even though, I mean, I, I do. I, that sounds very cold, but I should say, I should say this. On a fictional storytelling level, it's not that intriguing to me. If, if you listening right now are going through that, my heart and my support, and please tell your story, I would never silence that. Um, I think I just am sort of going after big, successful, giant shows like Euphoria. And the reason I even really mention it is that I'm jealous, folks. That's what I have to... That's what it is. Let me stop covering with all that. I... Actually, when I really think about it, I had a pretty good high school experience in the fact that I was a dork extraordinaire in a, in a school that tolerated a dork like me. And I was also pretty funny in that I could kind of, you know, delight a lot of the social circles I, I, I 
passed through or indeed my own social circle. I felt pretty like, I felt like I really belonged in my own misfit group. So that part was cool. But I do kind of wish that I had some of the like bad parts. Like I never, I never had a, a, any relationships, no, no first experiences, nothing like that. So when I see characters doing that, I'm just like, I can't relate. I can't relate. And that's really the ultimate thing is I can't relate. But when I'm in a bad zone and I'm feeling all judgmental and when I need fictional things to be the answer for me, um, then I start stressing about how it's not for me. So quite simply, just right now in my life, and I may change my tune someday, right now, a show like Euphoria, not for me. But and that's okay. And that's where it is. And that's where it lies. But in the moment when I was watching it, I was like judging it and angry that it exists. And why do people like this? And what's going on? You know, it's the same way about a, a music genre that's as big with some people that you don't get. It's okay. Then don't listen to it. Make your own, listen to your own music. I, I feel a little more healthy and a little more sane when I'm operating from that level. When I'm, when I'm just looking around and going, you know what? People are doing their thing, and I'm doing mine. And how beautiful that we all got our, our stuff going on. I think when I perceive something as popular, I am, or, or, or like popular, like Euphoria, or uh, a, a, a new chapter to a big thing that everyone knows about, like, you know, some movie like Alien. I, it just, it can, it can fill me with various feelings. But again, I must say, isn't this funny here? I'm talking about all these reactions to fiction. And once again, I ain't in a real life situation at the moment that actually requires some real drama. I was watching this, <clears throat> excuse me, I was watching this interview um, on a show that I like, Tim Dillon show, and he had this young guy from Ukraine who just Skyped on in and was talking about the situation in Ukraine, and he was saying how he and his family, they're all just making sure they're gathering enough supplies and weapons, and in his own words, he said, we're all like decked out like samurai right now, and I was like, whoa, this is... Imagine that, like just... We're, I'm hoping that most of you listening right now are in a relaxed space. But I also want to just put it out there that maybe some of you listening right now are not in a relaxed space. And you might be preparing for war. Or on a smaller scale, you might be preparing to leave an abusive partner or address someone on a big issue that's been bothering you for a long time. So I want to close off this episode with a bit of Respect to the bravery of what's happening all around me. And maybe I can learn a little something from all of you and apply that to my much less dramatic and oh-so-silly life in comparison to what some are going through. More to come in the mean in-between. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your rhyme.
In the Words of Alex Rogers is a podcast orbiting the mothership of Wild 7 Studios. Music by Inca Rose. Keep your ears open for storyscapes, simpin' after dark, and other audio goodies from Wild 7. And keep your eyes open for its first feature-length film, Debbie and the Devil.